The Struggle You're In Today is Developing the Strength You Need for Tomorrow by Robert Two. Hi, I'm Barbara Britt, and you're listening to Brain Fuel. Once again, I am Barbara Britt, Brain Fuel, and I am once again so excited. I have L.A. on here with me today, and I'm going to tell you this. Uh, he is going to speak about the art of recharging. And, you know, I love to see his development on that, and I'm trying to follow him. <laughs> so I hope he gets really good on this, and it can explain it to us so that we can all follow him. And again, my guest speaker today is L.A., and he's a writer, he's a director, producer, speaker, has his own podcast, and then produces my podcast, and he is the founder of Kingdom Over Castles. I want to tell you before we go on, and I, I really put him out there, you're not going to find a better human being and someone that is so intentional and someone who stays focused and in, is intentional about everything he does and the people that he blesses. So right now, I want everybody to give a big applause for L.A. Take it away, L.A. Hello, hello. <laughs> Thank you so much. You are so kind. Your comments always just warm my heart. Well, thank you, L.A. That's what you do for me I when you keep me it. on center all the time. <laughs> thank you so much. It is an honor to be here. You know, of course, we get to produce uh, the podcast, but you don't have to have me on. So to be allowed on is just an honor. Um, you know, I was not a part of the school, but I know that you were a phenomenal educator here for Walton Beach High School. I did not attend that school, um, but I will say that she's still educating. Although we direct her videos and stuff, I learn a lot just by watching. So like I said, it's an honor to be here. Well, thank you, L.A. Thanks for the nice words right back. You know, L.A.'s going to talk to you about a subject today that and now I've been able to watch him after his productions, and I've I've really actually got to follow the way that he handles his growth. And when I tell you that he's an intentional growth master, Thank you. I really mean that. So today he's going to really give us some insight about how he produces, he writes, he directs, and how then he turns around and gives time back to healing cleaning himself and also recharging you know it's really hard to pour water out of a pitcher that's empty so true so true and that's something that i've learned um almost the hard way when i first started um you know it's it's not easy because you in the world of arts and what most would call entertainment um especially in my case i love what i do um, so it's you're giving a lot of yourself. And when you're finished with the project, it's so important to recharge. I, I wasn't one to think that I needed um, uh, as much rest. But I've I was talking to Miss um, um, Britt before we started recording and I was saying how, like, of course, I'm not an old man, but I was definitely 24 when I started KOC. Four years later, I can recognize already how I'm having to evolve in the way that I serve, in the way that I help the community. You know, I, I I don't snap out of being tired as quick as I was when I first started, but obviously the demands have grown. And so like the art of recharging is something that I'm constantly learning. And that, one thing that I want to say is like, I am, I'm really getting better at giving myself grace when I say I learned something. 
And here's what I mean by that. Sometimes we think that we learn something and then we feel like we have to stick to what we said we know. And we don't allow ourselves the space to say, okay, I thought I knew this, but like now I have to rearrange it this way or now I have to kind of change things. And so I'm saying that to say what I thought was rest in the beginning, I'm learning that maybe that doesn't work so well. And so now what I've learned to say is that I am constantly learning how to rest, constantly learning how to um, evolve. I don't think we'll ever really master that or anything in life until we die. I, I love how you say that because, you know, recharging, You, I can rest and I can mm-hmm. just sleep. And I've known people that can honestly just sleep for 18 hours or 20 hours afterwards. But I found out that being a non-sleeper, I found out that that's not enough. I have to do certain things in order to recharge me, to really get my creative flowing. But what are some things that you do that you find very instrumental uh, for you to recharge, recreate, and get those creative juices flowing in you so you can write your next material? Oh, man. Okay, so one of the biggest things for me is just quiet time and being in meditation. So I typically go to like a resort somewhere or like and the the blessing is living here where we live on the gulf coast it's pretty everywhere so you can book a hotel somewhere and i typically spend about two days and i'm just silent i definitely get a lot of sleep eat a lot of great foods they're not always good for me but they're good to me um (laughs) and just really get quiet there's a lot of prayer um a lot of the material and, and the grace to do what i do comes from the lord of course and so i'm constantly in prayer but for me it's just being quiet and the reason why i say quiet is because when you're in production you know like my cast can be anywhere from you know 30 to 50 or 60 people and I love people and it's constant communication for what four months or whatever timeline we have and so when it's done you're kind of like in need of just being silent you know no phone no email just you and God and that's that's really where it starts for me and I hope you picked up that he even gives himself grace with what he eats you know, yes. because so many times we beat ourselves up over it and then that causes us to, to eat again. Well, his last production, he had he had children of all ages in there. I mean, his his cast was unbelievable. They are Absolutely amazing in the talent and the skills they had. And so much of it I noticed was that they didn't even they were using their words they were using sentences and you could tell but nothing was coming out of their mouth so it what it did it was it helped them Mm -hmm. to portray what they wanted and i thought you did that masterfully thank you masterfully so is that part of your reflection time is that part of how you can actually delve in i i really loved watching that and then listening to you talk as far as like when you say is that part of my reflect or rejuvenating time are you saying like do i reflect on the the productions you know that's an interesting thing um no okay so when i go away and get that rest i normally wait until about two weeks after the production because when you do something you know sometimes or not even sometimes all of the time after a production there's like the afterglow effect where like people are talking about it and it's great and you're still excited and it takes a while to come down from that mentally And in that time, immediately after the show, yes, I do review the work. I'm always so proud. I I get the pleasure of serving the best cast and crew in the world. I will put them against anybody. They are the absolute best team. I mean, it it can't 
it's not me. It's it's all them. Of course, we know it's God and, and it's he he uses the people. But so I reflect on all of that, you know, immediately after the show. But when I do go to get rest, I have to turn that off. I have to turn it off because you've lived with it for months. You know, well, we've physically done it for months. But for me, most projects start anywhere between a year and up for me, you know, from writing the script and actually bringing the idea to life. And so when I go into rest, I, I typically don't watch it. And, and he does breathe life into his material. I mean, you can you. almost see the breath that creates the picture that's on stage. But what I was talking about, and I just didn't ask the question clear enough, you know, like I said, on stage, he had people, L.A. would be speaking uh, because he does an illustrated sermon. And I had never seen this until the last two. And I absolutely love it. But what he does is he would be speaking, right, and, and casting a vision, so to speak. And the people behind him on the stage would be enacting it out. And it would be like they were yelling the words and they would be saying whole sentences. And you know they were saying and they just weren't yelling. Mm-hmm. But the words weren't coming out of their mouth. Mm-hmm. So when, to me, when you reflect and you go back in, you, again, are not reflecting necessarily with your voice, but you're reflecting and using every nuance to create that reflection that you're going through. Mm-hmm. Is it similar to what I saw in stage, or am I totally off balance on that? Uh, can you? Ref- I don't really understand the question. You know how I am. Yes, I'll tell you what. <laughs> let's do this. I'll talk to LA later about it because I just went way too far in the weeds. And so, anyway, um, <laughs> what I, I want to know is this: when you really are have discernment. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that about L.A. In fact, I told someone today, I said, L.A. has a lot more discernment than I do. Oh. And he actually can see farther and deeper into people than I can. Uh, you know, and, and he has that discernment. I, I love that. So how much on, on giving yourself a break are you using discernment on who you're allowing to be around you, in you, and who you're actually living life with? Oh, that's a good one. That is important and funny. It's funny you said that. I just had that conversation the other day with a friend of mine. Um, Knowing who you can unpack with is probably one of the biggest um, lessons that I think anybody can learn. You don't have to do anything in the public eye to learn that lesson. Um, There's a book by Dr. Darius Daniels. Um, I've read bits and pieces of it. I really need to like read the whole thing, but it's called Relational Intelligence. And one of the biggest things that he talks about in that book is just understanding the different type of relationships that you have with people. And what he's saying is like knowing that some people are just a business relationship and then some people are just a personal relationship. And that is where people get the lines blurred because you assume that like because we're doing business together or because we're in this situation together that you can transition into other areas of my life. And you have to really what it is, is a a question of boundaries um, and recognizing that like you can have work friends where you relate on all things work and then you can have life friends where you can relate on all things life. I'm blessed to be in a position where I have a few people that we can do all of those things with. But when it comes to like rest and recharging, it is so important who you spend your time with. It is so important that you're not around people who 
constantly pull on you because when you're in leadership, you know, you're being pulled on and that's okay. That's what we sign up for. We love people. We love being a blessing. But when it's time to recharge, you want to find a group of people and it might not be a full group. You you might just have one person and and it might be your spouse or whoever, but you want to find someone that truly can um, help pour back into you. L.A., I want to tell you what, you said something a lot earlier, and I, I know I'm just, I got the hang of it, and I just don't have, I, I cannot articulate the exact words you said, but, you know, those boundaries yes. that you're talking about, you have work people, and you have people that carry through all your relationships, and, and carry, and I love that, because I haven't always been very intentional about setting my boundaries and so i would find myself used up yeah i i I have to watch very carefully about being around people that are constantly negative or people that are taking joy in tearing others down absolutely it it just destroys me just absolutely does so thank you for that articulation because i'm going to go back and it really is going to guide me on how i start putting more and more of those boundaries in there Mm -hmm. so that i can be the purpose person i was purposed to be i can have the patience Mm -hmm. i can have the insight and i'm not just used up yeah and the truth is i mean when it comes to boundaries and knowing who your people are it's not even that people are bad it's just that to be a friend and to be a really good friend that truly is an investment and so because it's an investment you can't possibly do that with everybody no it's just and it's so like when you do have those boundaries i think a lot of times people don't put boundaries in place because they feel like that makes them a bad person or they feel like they owe it to everyone to try and be their friend. But to be a good friend is an investment. And just like I can't have a bunch of people that, you know, that are friends to me or that I could go into and talk to about everything. Um, I can't be the one that other people can come to and talk to all the time. I, I hope I'm wording that right. It, what I'm saying is it works both ways. Just as it can't happen outwardly all the time, people can't come in all the time because I can't be. I can be nice to people and cordial, but I can't invest into like relationship with everybody like like you want to. You know, there's just a certain amount of people that you can do that with. Well, and there's just not enough time in life for you to get out and and to to do your job as well. I know this last weekend I went on a retreat. uh, Mm -hmm. It's called Turning Point. And it's where are you willing to turn? When, When you turn, what are you going to do? And what I found out about myself was that, you know, I needed balance. I really needed to be able to depend on other people. I always felt like that was a weakness in me, even though I was willing to help everyone else. But yeah. there was one particular lady, and I walked into the room, and there was about 50 people in there was for a dinner, and I didn't know her, and I went up and talked to her. I knew she was my person mm-hmm. that I was going to share that weekend with as far as when we were talking about our hopes, our dreams, where we were going to turn and why we were going to turn. And I just instinctively knew she was the right person, and we did that the whole weekend. Again, I was in a room full of people, but she was the one that spoke to me, and I knew that it she could help me enrich my life, and I hope. I could help enrich her life. Then we could go back out and we could get, serve others. Yes. And it was so important to yes. know that not to be flitting around, mm-hmm. you know, or feel like I'm missing out. 
because you're no good to anyone. You know, one of the things that I get asked a lot because of what we get to do is like to come in and direct other people's productions. You know, that's been a question that people ask all the time. And I can't sit here and tell you what the future holds as far as if that's something that I will do. But I can say right now, my job is to nurture and grow Kingdom Over Castles. And so, like, I want to be in a position where I can give my all to the family that we have here. And it's not that I don't want or wish other people well. It's just that in order for me to be effective where God has planted me, I have to be focused, you know, and you could be greedy and look at it. And from a like a financial standpoint, and be like, oh, if they pay me, you know, thousands to come over here and do these things, you know, I can go and do it. But but I often think, like, what will that do with the family that I have at KLC? You know, right now we're doing an average of two productions a year. That's a lot. There is no time to go somewhere else. And so, like, that's a part of the boundaries that I've had to set. And that's a part of the the you know, when we talk about recharging after you do something to any magnitude, you definitely need to take time mm-hmm. for yourself and you definitely need to clear your mind so that you can come back better and stronger and really help other people that you're assigned to. And I can tell you one thing. If you ever see him directing or something he's written, he is fully invested in that and he believes in it. And that's one of those things. Thank you. Where are my walking away values? Where are they? Well, you know, if someone else hires him and then makes changes and does stuff, it may not stay in alignment with who he truly is. And so then you're not going to see the best in him or the best in the other cast. Just won't, it just doesn't happen. So I love about the boundaries and knowing where your purpose for and what your purpose to do. Yeah, that, that's, that's truly important. You know, um, <clears throat> When you, you, you were saying something, I can't quite, I was trying to remember my thought. It's so hard sometimes to be a guest on a show. <laughs> well, and I'll tell you what, most of the time, Eli and I are laughing. We've just gone off of another podcast and we were just laughing the whole time. All the time. And people are just like, what, what's with it, you two? I don't know. I guess because we give each other grace to flub up, get lost or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to say. You were You were talking about like, you know, just not being able to give what you don't have earlier. I was having a conversation with someone about that yesterday and we were just talking about like how important it is to once again, take that time for yourself. And it's not that you're being selfish. Uh, Cause I'll be honest. I'm like I said, I'm still learning the art of like recharging and how do you do this thing? Right. Um, I used to have a guilt for if I decided to sleep in or if I decided to go somewhere, I, I would have a guilt because I was like, Oh man, I could take this money and like do something for the homeless or I could, you know, it was just like this mentality that I had a feeling like I always had to be the one or always had to be that guy to like answer all things. And it wasn't until a few like months ago that I started saying, wait a minute, I, if, if, if I really truly want to help people, I have to be in a position where I can, can rest for myself. You know, because otherwise you're not going to be in this for a very long time because now you're at the risk of burnout mm-hmm. or even like, you know, other things that aren't healthy. So, yeah, well, I, I love that. Again, like I said, that's something I I train and teach on. I believe in it. But then except except that I don't believe in it enough I, to absolutely apply it to myself. Mm-hmm. I always tell everybody, I have the meanest boss. Well, I have my own business. 
But let me tell you what. She just will make me, or I will allow her to make me feel guilty. And I'm going, I, I wasted a whole day the other day. I was with my friends. Well, that wasn't a waste. That was an investment in my relationships. And it's just a time to recharge and laugh about nothing. Yeah. Nothing yeah. of consequence. And that's good. And and we do and we do have to do that. So instead of talking that now, I'm into existence that I have a mean boss that is a slave driver. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna talk about the boss I have that understands that I do need to recharge. So I have a question. How what do you do to recharge? And I ask other business owners this all the time because I'm basically trying to steal ideas. Well one of the things I do is I just love to read. I I love quiet. In fact my home office now is dead quiet and I have to have quiet to recharge because when I'm out doing my job doing my business like this morning I already did a, 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 com- a company today that was absolutely wonderful I got to go in and talk to for Walton Beach uh, Police Department absolutely on point but I had to have my level of energy up there my belief up there and I have to loan that to others mm-hmm. until they get up so when I come down and I come back to the house I love the quiet or I like meditation music. I absolutely love to really walk for long distances by myself. I do not mind that at all. In fact, I've been just starting again to go back up and over the Navarre Bridge and just value the beauty that I see. So a lot of times I recharge that. And then sometimes I just put music on at night Mm -hmm. and I dance. I, um, I just dance, and I know you're lucky you don't have to see that, but I will <laughs> you just... You can't dance? I do interpretive dance, and I interpret it Barbara Britt style. I put on my socks. I slide all over the, the <laughs> wooden floors. I can do a double turn. I can do something like not a leap, but because uh, one foot still stays on the ground, but the other leg does lift. So I do things like that. It's, it's about seeing beauty. It's taking those pictures at sunrise and sunset. Mm-hmm. And it's it's recharging so that I take the time to to appreciate, to to look and and, and eat and absorb the beauty that is around me. Mm-hmm. That's funny. My pastor, he was speaking on that. Shout out to my pastor, Jeff Yates, Ocean City. OK, but anyway, he was speaking on that yesterday when he said, um, you know, like he was talking about a story in his life where he felt like his life was just consumed with ministry. And it started to weigh in on his family life and the family dynamic that he wanted to have. It was affecting it in a negative way. And he said he had to get to the point where he was just like, you know, ministry is great, but I can't do it to the extent to where I'm not living my life. And that is so important. And I think it's hard for us when you love what you do. Like, for instance, I'm in a situation now where my hop, like talking about recharging, my recharging was to write. Well, my hobby became my career, which is great. But so now you have to find a new hobby because you're like, well, what do I do now? Because I loved to write. And, you know, it's great, you know, and, and, and especially when you don't really see it as work, breaking away from it is weird because you're like, that was my hobby. And now I do that forever. So now I, I need a break from my break. 
<laughs> so now you're just lost. I mean, I, I went bowling. I was just like, golly, I'm trying to find something else that I like. And it's it, that's why I say I'm forever learning. Well, you know, I had something funny. We had a neighbor that lived next door to us, L.A., and he was so funny. And every morning he would get up at four. He's kind of like I was. And he would sit on his back porch and I would sit on my back porch and we'd, we'd wave at each other. But we'd watch the sunrise come and different things. And his wife was a night owl. She stayed up to about two or three in the morning and she did not ever see a sunrise ever so one time he talked her into seeing it so she came out she sat down and when the sun rose and it was glorious that day just glorious you know when it's orange and and red and it's just and, and yellow and it's just on fire and she looked at him and when it the sun got up and she goes is that all there is mm-hmm. you know sometimes we forget she she didn't see the beauty of the sunrise at all, and she said, "Don't please don't ask me to do that again." Wow, <laughs> is that all there is? And so I really am trying to intentionally enjoy those things: the birds flying, the martins, the uh, you know, just to see the beauty that I am surrounded with. So that's one of my things to recharge and absorb. And like you said, mm-hmm. you know, when I love working, I I don't even consider it work, but it is. It does take effort and it takes, you know, time. So yeah. we do have to learn to recharge and it's not easy. And so I think of her voice always, is that all it is? When I'm sitting there watching the birds at night and the puppies have ch- uh, wandered out there with me, I have to say, oh my gosh, I'm in gratitude. And yeah. I speak it and write it and say it so that I can get that downtime. Mm-hmm. That's important. That's very important. Well, L.A., are we about ready to wrap it up here? We are. I have a special request. I know we don't. you don't traditionally have that on your show, but Ooh. is it okay if we pray? Why not? Okay, listen. For those of you who are listening, I know this is not the typical format of Brain Fuel with Barbara Britt, but I do want to pray. I don't know if you listening are someone who engages with prayer, which is just simply a conversation with God. Um, but I, I do want to do that before we leave. And so I just want to say, Father, we thank you for this platform and this show. But as we're speaking about this podcast, I just want to make it known, Lord, to the people listening that you are a God that says it's okay to rest. Even you took rest. And so, God, I'm asking for the person that's burned out or for the person that's tired or feels overwhelmed or feels like they have to keep working in order to make ends meet. Remind them that you still are the God of miracles, and you're also the God of rest. And so we're asking that even if people can't get sleep, we know that sleep and rest are two different things. We thank you that you will just ease their mind of worry and stress and anxiety so that they can continue to go forward and be all that you've created them to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. That was awesome. And that was L.A., the art of recharging. I hope that you got some tips. And if you didn't, it was helpful. Hey, email Send a text. Go to my website, barbarabritt.com. Can't get any easier than that, barbarabritt.com. Let us know what you thought. Let us know if you enjoyed it. And again, go out there today with your brain fueled and make someone else's life better. Hi, I'm Barbara Britt, and you're listening to Brain Fuel. This production is brought to you by Kingdom Over Castles, tearing down the walls of separation through the arts.